Ethereum can play a part, and I think mostly just those that on, um, let's say, derby matches. But Ethereum is not as as relevant as it used to be. So I'm more of like a form person. This is Sponsors Podcast. This podcast is proudly sponsored by Sportsbet.io, your top choice for crypto sports betting, with unbeatable odds, sky high maximum bets, and lightning fast transaction. Sportbet.io has it all, from pre-match and live bets to outright bet builders and rapid betting. They've got your sportsbook needs covered, but that's not all. They also offer over 4,000 casino games, including live casino action. Enjoy guaranteed entertainment right at your fingertips. Thanks to Sportsbet.io for making this podcast possible. All right. Uh, welcome, everybody, to another episode of the Pontus Podcast. This is where we sit down and we talk to some of the biggest, name in, biggest names in Ponting, where we learn how they do their thing. And I'm your host, Kyle Day. It's good to have everybody here listening again. And now on today's episode, we'll be talking to Clinton, uh, an amazing guy. On Twitter, or rather on the X platform now, right, is at clean underscore. And um, there's just so many sides to this guest that we're having on the platform. He's a writer, he's a sports fan. I've never met a sports fan in my life, <laughs> you know, at least somebody that I knew. And then we're hoping that in the time that we spend together, he would be able to help us understand how he's able to consistently play at his A game. So, Clinton, Welcome to the Pontus Podcast. Hello, guys. Um, good afternoon. If you're listening from Nigeria, yeah, it's good to be here. Good to be here, guys. How did you become a sports fan? Hmm. I'm always asked this question almost every time. Uh, so I think um, 2015, the season where people will call um, the two-horse race, uh, you know, the Leicester season. But yeah. at that period, it was just really exciting to follow up with sports. You know, the team just felt really balanced. And, uh, you know, we have uh, the likes of um, Loris and Goal, um, Danny Rose, left back, Kai Walker, right back, um, Tine Sensation, like Ali. Dembele was doing his thing in midfield, Eric Saint. So, 2015 was, yeah, it's 2015, yeah. Interesting. So, I mean, today we are discussing mastering punting strategies. And obviously, you're a very good punter. It shows from the results. It shows from the money you win. It shows from the people that listen to you on Twitter, right? How did you get into punting? Okay, so let's move back to, let's say, 20. 12, 2013, you know, this, um, this whole Ponton thing was quite popular at the time. And, um, I just, um, I, I just got into it, you know, being a football fan, watching football here and there. And so my guys were like, okay, you could actually make money watching football. And I got really interested to know what's up. So then they, were, I mean, the first person did tell me that you just needed to like, you know, predict outcomes of football matches like let's say Barcelona were up against Getafe. If you just predict Barcelona to be Getafe that um you know you should if you put one K you get three K. So I was very interested but it was after that I started getting into it and then I figured out that there were things called odds and you know 
all that kind of stuff started getting somehow confusing, but it was all fun, yeah. So started getting used to the whole okay, you need to multiply these odds that that are given to certain teams or certain markets and you multiply and then you get your total odds and then your stake multiplied by your total odds. Yeah. Okay, amazing, Clinton. So, um, how did you then start to sort of say educate yourself in terms of? Um, so, so let me even ask: Are you a low odds person? Are you a mid odds person? Are you going for jack? Do you, do you know? Do you do jackpot odds? How do you how do you pick your games? Okay, so I'm not really moved by or should i use the word hypnotized by the whole mega jackpot swing and everything like that my own my main focus is usually on consistency which is very difficult to get but i just need to be on some sort of level where um i could do well with going for some days without a win or probably a week you know but shouldn't get up to like you know more than a week so I need to get consistent winnings. And is that possible to do when I have to like, you know, shoot for those big, big odds? So I'm not saying I'm against it, but I'm more of like just trying to leave everything considerate, you know. There's something called irreducibility of chance. So I try as much as possible to do my best and make sure I reduce my dependence on chance. And by so doing, meaning you have to like take less risk than usual, you know, try to make everything look more realistic. And so most times these things usually, like I said, I'm not really moved by the odds. Sometimes I do and I get 20. Sometimes I do. I do the same thing. I get 50. Sometimes I do the same thing. I get 100. Sometimes I do the same thing and I get 10. So it's just mostly based on just keeping with the strategy that has been working for me and just get whatever else that comes for it. But mostly it's just uh, it's just um, around the 10, 20, 30 range. But I'll be very, very excited if any day I win the Japa odds. So. De- definitely. But there's something you said, Clinton, right? You said you do what you do, sometimes you get 10, you do what you do, sometimes you get 20, you do what you do, sometimes you get 100, right? What is that thing you do? What is that? What's that? What's that strategy you apply all the time, right? That irrespective of the odds outcome, right? You're always sure that, you know, eight out of 10 times, these games will come. Okay, so like I said, I try as much as possible to um, reduce my dependence on chance. First of all, um, sports betting opens the opportunity for you to you know use your expertise. It's different from let's say people they like the roulette table because then then you just know that you're depending solely on chance. But there are certain strategies you can do that can reduce. I'm not saying they would make you always win is impossible well they reduce the dependence on chance so i try as much as possible to just making those put up those strategies and uh, it depends on the confidence level on the picks you're selecting and obviously the number of matches that are available so um that's just basically but i don't know if you're asking me on how i go deeply to select my picks if that's what you mean though yeah yeah i want you to i want you to unpack that for for our audience Okay, okay, great. Okay, so um let's say I started twenty sixteen. 
And that was but if someone asks me when did you really when did you start betting? I, I don't tell them twenty sixteen. In as much as I've actually started since twenty sixteen. I tell them twenty twenty one. Now there's a difference between twenty sixteen and twenty twenty one. In twenty sixteen I was just just floating. I didn't know what I was doing. I was doing the whole thing, the same masses we're doing. Go there, look at phone, look at head to head, blah, blah, blah. Pick the whole favorites all the time. And the results were always poor. So I would say from 2021, I started figuring out that there could be ways I could use to maybe help me make better decisions. And um, it didn't start clicking at first, but eventually it started. And then let's say for the past two years or one year, I've become really solid on that. It's not like you know win, right? But it just gives you that confidence when you're selecting because you now understand that, okay, this is what you're supposed to do. So first thing I do is, obviously, yeah, I'm a stats guy. So stats, high test, football knowledge, everything like that. But first thing I do, I, I, I figured out was that some leagues are more, like are easier or less hard to predict than other leagues. So while I was doing this thing, I was because when what I usually do is if I make my selections, I use this. Let's I use the whole, let's say the mainstream strategy of having to check form, having to check table, having to check all those things. If I do those things, I'll usually go back to see okay what happened, what went wrong. So in cases where maybe I I tipped over one point five and they missed the penalty or they missed two penalties or they had the two teams accumulated xG of over four. One or over three, and yet they still went under. I would consider that a good pick, just an unlucky pick. So I think the main thing I've actually been doing recently that has seemed to work with is understanding leads, understanding leads, understanding that that because this form you're reading from here to here is telling you this. It does not equate to every league. I don't know. It's just the same thing where, you know, what works for you might not work for other people, right? So that's the same way it happens in the leagues because there are some leagues that, that, okay, this is the way they, they, they work and you can use the strategy and say, okay, you make better picks or make better outcome in predicting those leagues other than other leagues. For example, we know that the African leagues are like usually low scoring. We know that the African leagues usually favor the home side. So when you're predicting whatever strategy you're using to predict in the Premier League or maybe an away team winning or an away team getting a draw, that would not be as effective when you're predicting in the Nigerian Premier League. I don't even stand because home advantage plays a bigger role in that aspect. So the first thing I did was to understand leagues. So I would, use, I would go through out like you know major not really the major leagues per se but many popular leagues are good there and try to understand the way they play the understand the statistics that usually favor them and thankfully there are websites that show you um performance level or average level or average stats that certain leagues will give you so there are league there are sites that will show you that okay this league's average Sorry, this league's average um, certain amount of goals per game and all of that. So an example is you can use the stats don'tlie.com. It helps you to say the average, uh, check the average of goals scored if you are a goals, if you want to go on the goals market, home advantage, corners. What, what did you call the site? The stats don't lie.com. 
Okay. All right. Great. Thanks. Continue, please. Thanks. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm listening attentively. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So that's the whole key about understanding this. Because I figured out that if I, let's say if I wanted to check um, how these teams have been scoring in the last few games, all that kind of stuff, I figured out that I kept on doing that thing across every league. And certain leads were giving me better results than other leads. So let's say I use that same stats and like let's say I was using stats to predict over 1.5 goals. If I did that across all the leads that were playing that league, every weekend certain leads will always produce better results than other leads. So it just felt like those leads, and the crazy thing is the frequency at which those leads were producing those results were way higher than the others. So it just felt like if you if they if they were like 10 Bundesliga, German Bundesliga games to this week and there were 10 French League 1 games. So it just felt like if you were using that same strategy to pick, select, let's say, over 1.5 goals market, if you did that consistently over time, on let's say in three weeks, four weeks, you did that on the same, on 10 Bundesliga games and 10 French League games, it just felt like every time the Bundesliga games would have better results than the French League one. So it just meant that there were certain leagues that certain strategies and certain markets would always favor than the rest. And that's why I said the stats.online.com really helps because there you now begin to see, okay, this league's average certain percentage of, um, you know, goal scored of 1.5 rates, win rates, or thereabout. So, understanding the leagues really works for me, it's been working for me because I just begin to understand that, okay, if I needed to, if I if I wanted to get goals, I'll go to these leagues and I'll get my goals. If I want to get um, maybe a team that would play as per, let's say, home advantage, I knew the leagues to go to. If I wanted to go for corners, I knew the leagues to go to. So, Understanding the leagues has also paid and then um, not paying too much relevance to head-to-head. Unlike how you were always taught before that, okay, when you start, you need to check head-to-head and everything. Head-to-head can play a part. And I think mostly it just does that on, um, let's say, derby matches. But head-to-head is not as as relevant as it used to be. So I'm more of like a form person than head-to-head person because so many things would have changed. I mean, if I want to check head-to-head of, two teams playing against each other. I would be more concerned of their recent meeting like this year, 2023 or latest 2022. I feel like from 2021, 2020, 2019, that's like way too far because I mean, too many changes would have happened. Players would have moved. New players would have come in. Um, coaches would have changed. Even management would have changed. Different style because I mean, if you look at sports now, sports play attacking football now but sports on that country were more defensive. Sports on that, no, no, they were more defensive. So that's just the key thing. So understanding the league has been w- working for me um, and um, not paying too much relevance to head-to-head. And maybe getting team news as well can help you because, you know, um, we are not that opportune to get, um, or in that, in that situation, to get team news of several leagues we try, but we can get from the major leagues. For example, we know Kevin De Bruyne has been ruled out for like a long period. If um, if we got news that Haaland was out, was out and City were playing, let's say Liverpool, you would not want to tip Liverpool to win because I mean there's no KDB already. I mean there's no Haaland, and then you're worried. But if you want to tell United to win, and then you see that Bruno is out, so also getting news or getting information about certain players or certain team like I mean that same thing this factor happened with Stuttgart Stuttgart started like really strong I think they were 
probably at the top of the table at some point. They were winning their matches. They were doing so well, all thanks to Gurisay's uh, yeah, um, influence. But then, when he got injured, they, they struggled the next game. They struggled the next two. Like, they struggled the next two to three games. Because, I mean, the talisman was out. But when he came back, they started winning. I mean, when he came back, they even won against Dortmund. So, these are, like, key factors I've been following. I've been really helpful. I'm literally taking notes here. So, understand the leagues, right? Form is important. Head to end might be overrated. Then follow team news. Is that, is that correct? Yes, Jason? sir. Yes, sir. Amazing. So, I mean, you talked about 2016 when you sort of got into the game. And then you talk about 2021. What happened just before 2021? that sort of changed your game or took you to your own new level entirely? Yeah, like I said, um, before 2021, it was more like floating because then you just, you don't know what you're doing. You're just, you're just floating. You're just following up with the math. You're doing the same thing everyone is doing. And uh, at, the, at the end, you're not getting the results that you want to get. So uh, I think um, what really happened was that you just figured out that, okay, it actually happened with some friend in school then, and this guy was, almost every time, he was always, you know, at the good end. He was always getting those winners and back-to-back, and then everyone would do the similar stuff. Nobody was getting any winners at all. So I asked him one day, and I'm like, what do you do? How do you do this whole thing? Because, I mean, every weekend, there's somebody that is always, always like, you know, people are crying, but then there's you that is always jubilating and stuff. So he said, um, don't follow the masses. That was what he said. So it was more like fading the masses. So when he said that, it sounded too vague, right? Because, I mean, what do you mean by don't follow the masses? But I think over time, you begin to learn that, okay, by not following the masses means not doing the obvious all the time not because <laughs> then like before like before 2021 you would probably find me doing things like okay it's the weekend let's go for the old big big favorites and then you go to leave the tip or the or the city or the barca or the you know or the whole favorites all the time and you are doing the same thing over and over again. You're always let down by one or two or three or four and the same result. But then this guy is always there winning. So I think what really happened was that um, you just figured out that there could be a way to play. So you'd say if you want to play the game, play the game right. But there could be better ways to play than you just, you know, hoping that every weekend favorite will always win. I mean, there could even be times where you would even go against the favorites. So... Understanding that favorites will not always win was helpful. Understanding that those way too obvious picks might not be as obvious as you think. And then, most importantly, value. Value really played play a big role because at the end of the day, we need to always remind ourselves that you're not playing for the team, you're playing for value. So nobody's going to give you extra money because you have buyer money on your sleep. Nobody's going to give you extra money because you're betting on Real Madrid. They'll give you extra money because of the odds that are on your sleep. So I just want to see that okay, value would pay a part. So instead of you focusing all the time on on the favorites, you could always do well with some, let's say, mid-level teams that could be giving enormous um, value where you can make the most of. You know, what you said 
why I even 100% agree with it is because the so-called favorites in quotes usually always even get very low odds because it's almost like their outcome is almost predictable. Hold on while we take a word from our sponsors. Win 100,000 USDT in the EPL 100K kickoff with Sportsbet.io's Bet Pre 6 for 6. Get ready for an exhilarating and innovative betting experience that is fun, fast, and fair. Participate in the Sportsbet.io Bet Free 6 for 6 and stand a chance to win 100,000. That wasn't a mistake. 100,000 USDT in the EPL 100K kickoff. All you need to do is correctly predict the scores of six matches. If your predictions are spot on, you could walk away with a grand prize of 100,000 USDT. And the excitement doesn't stop there. You have the opportunity to win up to 100,000 USDT every week. How do you join? Participating in a bet-free 6 for 6 is akin to placing a multi-bet. Your task is to accurately forecast the scores of six matches. Furthermore, we will automatically generate your selections for match results and over and under 2.5 goals based on your predictions. Prizes at stake. Achieve a perfect prediction record for all six matches and you're working with an impressive 100,000 USDT for each contest. Additionally, there's a guaranteed prize pool of 1,000 USDT for each match, distributed to the top five players of the leaderboard. You will receive prizes by 3 p.m. GMT on the day following the conclusion of the contest last match. If no one predicts all six prizes correctly, the prizes will be based on the leadership positions and divided among everyone in that position. First place gets 500 USDT, second place gets 250 USDT, third place gets 150 USDT, fourth place gets 75 USDT, fifth place 25 USDT. Prizes are paid out in USDT only, Prices are paid up the next day by 1500 GMT. Multi-accounting disqualifies all entry. Other terms apply. Log in to read more from terms and conditions. To get started with Sportsbet.io, we can use a special link to sign up. Sign up at sb8a.io forward slash GameStar. Or you can scan the QR code in the comments below. What are you waiting for? Add on now. Sportsbet.io Welcome back to the Pontus Podcast. Exactly. There's there's really no much value when you tube these guys because even when you try to get value from these guys, you're not you're 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 having to put yourself in a very risky position. An example is let's say Bayern Munich. Uh, if if Bayern are home to a team, they should be you know probably whitewashing. Bayern would probably be giving like let's say one point one zero two in, and then you for you to look get value from this, you're now forced to do something. You even be seeing like over two point five could be like one point two two. So now you're now forced to do like okay, let me go over three point five, let me go over two point five, let me go first half win, let me go handicap win. You're being forced to do those things, and those things you're doing. I mean, if you're going to over three point five, in most cases, Bayern could be the only team that would, that you need to score those goals. So instead of that, all that time when you're going Bayern over two point five at one point two two, there's still some. Let's say there's still a Luton Town that have been really bad this season that will be playing against a really nice and attacking Brentford side that you'd even give Brentford to score just a goal. And you'll be getting more value than that 1.2 to Bayern to, you know, give you three goals. 
So you see the difference where it comes in? Yeah, I do. I clearly see the difference. So I mean, um, um, so I feel like punting is um, it's two sides, right? There's mastering the art of punting itself, right? And then there's mastering yourself, right? How do you stay, you know, the biggest, not cliche now, on the streets is stick responsibly, right? And that involves discipline. How do you stay disciplined? Yeah, very important question. So, um, wherever you go right now, there, there are like gambling ads everywhere. Whether you're, whether you're into it, whether you're not into it, you're watching a football game, once it's break, like half-time break, there will be ads everywhere. Now, the crazy thing about it is in this part of the world, Nigeria, nobody's even talking about the ugly parts of it. Nobody's talking about the addictions. Nobody's talking about the irresponsible gambling about it. And unfortunately, I mean, we're not even that kind of people that are into therapy, counseling, and all that kind of stuff. So people are forced to learn the hard way, which is not supposed to be like that. So, um, I, I actually was going to even talk because this thing I want to talk about is something I'm still going to talk about again later today and all of that because I still have to do one space stuff about addictions and stuff. So, me, I think I'll talk based on personal experience. Um, let's remind ourselves that when you're, when you're doing anything that is pleasurable, that is fun, dopamine is being released in our brain. Now, when you're doing Things like eating, when you're shopping, you know, when you're when you're doing these things, dopamine is released in your brain. And when you do other activities that could be extreme, like when you're gambling, when you're working out, you know, more dopamine is released in your brain. So it's not like it's not like people just go in there and they just go in there and people think that they are fools because they become addicts. No. Because there's like some activities that's already running in their brain that gives us that test. And in humans' behavior, we are um the test the test for uncertainty is always going to be there. We are more, more, more motivated, more, more, more intrigued when there is uncertainty. So if I'm if I tell you now that and and again, we are not really that wired to make um, you know, decisions based on uncertain information. Because um, for example now if the weather is cloudy and then someone tells you, like, let's say the weather, maybe the weather forecast is telling you that it's surely going to rain, you know, what are you going to do? I mean, that's an easy decision. You know, you're going to take your umbrella if you're going out, right? But then if, if you're being told that, okay, uh, there's a 60% chance or there's a 70% chance it will rain, you are not wired to make, like, make direct um you know, make the requisition in that in that situation because then some people would take the umbrella and then some people will not. So um people people who get into this, I think they do not pay more attention to to the rules that govern how you can actually do this and you know stay afloat how you can do this and do this responsibly because while you're doing this there's so many because you see that you don't you, you tell yourself okay when you started you're like you're like a newbie right you just do it first time and then it's just normal but then certainly there's this urge for you to you know 
you, you anticipate in the next weekend, you expect in the next week football matches and all of that. So, um, first of all, for people for people that need to go, I don't think you can even control the addiction per se because you can, I mean, it's just, it's like a very thin line. But for you to stay responsible, you just need to really follow up the rules. And I think the rules are like as direct as they can be, you know, do take what you can afford to lose. Now, that might sound like, like I think, like you always say, it's like cliche or something like that. But it's just the way to go about it because you need to, first of all, understand that this the purpose of this is just for you to have fun, first of all. And if um, if you get money out of it, it's great stuff, right? But it's mostly about fun. And then the the system is wired in the sense that you are you are out of favor. Like the odds are always stacked against you. So why you why do you want to take too much risk? Already you're taking a risk because gambling is out itself is you risking something of value to get something of more value. So um try as much as possible just um to so I told myself that there is no day or no bet sleep that works or your bankroll. So you don't have to go all in because um like the popular Nigerian phrases, odds know the finish. And that's true because you could always come back tomorrow. If it ends, if you don't get it today, you can always come back tomorrow. If you are unable to play today, you come back tomorrow. If you don't play again this season, you can come back next season. It's always there for you. So you just try as much as possible not to use money that is it's just, it's just you using your spare cash, really. And if you use your spare cash, you're not going to get affected. I mean, over the long run, you might even find yourself in profit. And it helps you in making better decisions because now you're going in with a cool head. You're not you're not in it. Just imagine when how you feel when you're risking money that you can afford to train than when you're risking money that you need to get back. Because now you're like there's this adrenaline rush, the thrill is there, and you're like desperate, you're you're just not not cool at all, you're not calm. How are you going to make better decisions then? So I think people should really try as much as possible to just follow up with the, you know, you can actually, obviously, and the inevitable thing is you can't bet everything, you can't gain everything. So try to understand that you, you miss out on winners, and that's that's perfectly okay. But always make sure you're sticking with money properties and always try to set limits. And by limits, it's not just money, also time that you put into this. So you're a kind of person that you like to spend your morning, your afternoon, your night doing this, that's wrong. You can just say, okay, this is the period I have to make my tips so that you have other times to do other activities. Even when you're not doing much, you can also use that opportunity to have fun outside, you know, betting or walking. You could also use that time to see movies. But if you do not set limits, you will find yourself that those times where you're supposed to see your favorite shows, you find yourself you know, thinking about the next bet to play. This this definitely feels like a, like a masterclass, right? And uh, you know something significant that you said. When we eat and do stuff, there's a certain level of dopamine that's released. But then, when we then start to do more exciting things, more you know things that put us more on the edge and the thrill, you know, uh, the dopamine release is higher. But what I've noticed really is that people get reckless more when they are losing. You know, so you stake, you lose, I don't know, and then you lose again. And then it almost seems like you're trying to stake more, right, to recover what you have lost. How, how would you, I mean, because it's part of, look, 
with everything the positives and negatives, right? So you've talked about, you know, mastering the positive sides of it, which is getting for the wins and everything, right? So how do you stop your loss? You know, I mean, in trading, for instance, if you're trading crypto, FX, whatever it is you're trading, people usually have like stop losses. So what kind of stop losses do you understand would you recommend for people so that, you know, they just don't, you know, sometimes I see on Twitter, people say, look, I, I, I played with money that a customer gave me to do a job. I paid with my school fees. And you almost feel like you want to reach inside Twitter and slap somebody. You get what I mean? So what advice do you have so that people don't go down that line? Okay. So the crazy thing about dopamine that is released in the brain is that the same level of dopamine that is released when you win is also going to be the same level of dopamine that will be released when you lose. So that's why... Why is that? Why is that? Let's yeah. unpack that for a minute. Why is that? Because that's what I'm saying. Like, if, 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 if you... Okay, let's say when you win now. When you win, there's that true. Okay, yes, you want to win. And that excitement is heightened, you know? You want to... You feel like... You feel like you're unstoppable. You feel like your next touch is going to be green as well. So you're going again. You want to get it more. That's normal stuff. And now when you lose, you also feel like this... You're like, why should you stop now? This, this next one could be where you get your money back. That's where chasing losses start to come in. So then you find yourself in that position that I you get what you find yourself that you're beginning to chase losses. So, so why, I think people will find themselves in that situation where they become all that desperate and stuff. And to be very honest, I'm telling you this thing, nine times out of ten, whenever you're desperate for a win, it doesn't come. I'm telling you about sports betting, nothing about that stuff. You could work for all that stuff, but sports is only the best way for that win. When that win will define your moment, <laughs> it usually doesn't come that period. So, um, people who find themselves into this situation where they're like, okay, I did this, I did that. It goes back again to the rules you need to follow. If I used spare money, my 5k, my 3k, whatever money they spare to me at that time, my 1k, even, I mean, even if you are broke, there's still some sort of money that you can risk. If you do not have, let's say you, you're not owing, you're not, you're not in debt, you're not, you're, you've eaten, you've done your routine, money is not going to affect your daily life, your, your daily routine. So, let's say 500 is something that you feel like, okay, you can risk and, you know, let it go. If you put that money in, and even if it goes, I don't think you want to put yourself in that position of chasing losses. But then people forcefully and sometimes deliberately now put themselves in that position that they do not even have another option than to chase losses. Now, you're giving money for to pay for a certain thing that is not your money. Now, that money is like, let's say 100k, you're put to pay for a certain thing. Now, you tamper with that money and you've used 10k or 15k, let's say 20 out of it. You need to get back that 20k to replace because you need to make the payment, say, in two days. And you do not have any alternative to make that money back. You've probably asked for help from one or two of your close guys and they said they do not have. You've put yourself in that position where you need to find a way to get that money back. And the crazy thing about it is that there's only one viable solution that keeps, that keeps coming to your mind. And it's telling you that, bro, you still have 80 grand as capital. So you can, I know the 80K is not your money, but you have, you have, you have liquid to push and go for it. Now imagine if you don't put your 80, you can put that, 30 that, Clinton, or 20. Clinton, that, that, voice, that voice is village people. That voice is village people. I swear. No, the, the, voice will always, the voice will always be there. 
you know, if, if, always to manipulate people. But I mean, let, let me take you up on something else again, right? What has influenced your skills and your mindset the most about pointing? Okay, so I've 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 actually learned from people, right? I've learned from people. I've seen that. I've I, I think first of all, I've told myself that, bro, like this shit is fun. You're having a good time. You're having fun, but this is gonna fuck you up. And it's not about them say. It's about you seeing it happen live. You see people that cannot function without it. You see people. That have gone really, 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 you know, mental about it. So I just try as much as possible to always put myself in check. Always put yourself in check. So it still just goes on that if you follow the rules, and these rules they seem simple, but <laughs> they are they might seem simple, but if you find yourself in that position, Clinton, do a quick recap of these rules that you follow that works for you. Quick recap. Okay, so the quick one here is this stick with what you can afford to lose. It sounds like it sounds like a cliche, but it's just really the point. Stick with what you can afford to lose. The point about this is you're not going to put so that you don't put yourself in a position where you have to start chasing your losses. Stick with what you can afford to lose. There'll be times, and now there'll be times when okay, I will still go back to this other point where I was supposed to make here. Um you said Maybe when you're losing, how do you try to maintain? I think the best approach when you're losing is if you decide to take a break, it's fine. It works well. Although break is, uh, breaks up with your you know, mental health. So you just like you have a clear head when you're going again. But the thing I do mostly when it's like a bad run is I now reduce stakes. So let's assume if I was failing 10 grand per sleep and I just figured that, uh, hey, bro, never chop since so you've not been winning. Um, what's happening I mean, this is like bad variance and the crazy thing is bad variance happens to the best of us so Definitely. it's not like it's new so yeah so so what i do is what i do is i reduce my stake so if it was 10 grand per sleep at that time it reduces to let's say half of it or let's say even quarter sometimes so let's say it goes to like two five instead that's okay Win is win, you're back. So you try to reduce it. So the main thing is just to afford to take on to afford to lose. So you don't put yourself in this position. And always remember that, first of all, as long as you've opened that sportsbet account, as long as you've started, you've deposited money in, as long as you started making those picks, remember that so many things can go wrong that can okay research well. I mean you, you you could do the whole research, you could do everything, you could check all the team news, you could check all the forms, you get all the information, and you still lose. You could do this. I mean, you could actually just do all the other stuff. You could take your time in two hours, you're making your selections, and the start of the match, poof, there's a red card for your team. That already changes the whole dynamic of the game. So many, just as I said, that many things can go wrong. Many things can go wrong for you. So always remember that you don't have to always go all in there. So if you stick with what you can afford to do, then you try as much as possible to always remember that there is always tomorrow. The season, even if the season ends today, there will still be other leagues, there will still be other sports. In two months or three months, they are still back again. So always go with that mindset that there is always tomorrow. You can so Because those people who do well always better save their like immortal 
Like there's always tomorrow for them. They don't have to go all in today. So by doing that, the, the main reason why you're doing this is it makes you have a clear head when you're doing it. And even when things are going wrong, you still stay positive and keep going. Even if sometimes you can get emotional, but it keeps you with that clear head. Because if you look at the other side of the coin, where you're not sticking with money that you're supposed to use, you're not sticking with the ones you're not supposed to use, and you're not rushing, you're not going heavy, as if it's today that that thing is going to end. When you flip the whole story, you see that, okay, it becomes really, really crazy and becomes a big problem. Amazing, Clinton. You've, you've unpacked so much. I mean, so let's just wrap it up together, right? I'm a new punter on the streets. It's my day one. What's the one advice you would give me? Mm. Okay. First advice is find find a strategy that has worked for you, that has improved your your winning rates. Stick to it. And there are times where you have to be flexible. Always be flexible, right? Be versatile. There are times where you need to change your statics and see if it works for you. Like for me now, there are times when if shit is not going well, I could just say, okay, let me reduce and just look for, you know, two odds there about. And you know what? The good, the good thing about this is even if you're not a punter, you don't even need to even have the skill. You just probably, I mean, there are so many punters online. You can filter the ones that you think are doing well and they could help you do it. But if you're coming in as a punter, just stick to your strategy. And this will sound very hard because um, it affected me a lot. Is try not to be under pressure. Yes, it's true that when when people are like, let's say if you select if you share it, if you share is code and the code loses, if it's just if you share that code, you feel somehow, you know, because you just remember that okay, people might have lost money trading your peaks. That feeling is always going to be there. It's different when it's just you going solo, because if it's just you, you can, you know, you can stomach your losses. Mm-hmm. But don't have to put that in your head. Just go there with a free head. Understand that you're doing the best that you can. And those who appreciate you, continue to appreciate you. Even when they don't, I mean, as a new punter, maybe they don't see it yet. But just work on getting good results. That's all that matters, really. And try to keep a cool head about it and follow the rules, obviously. Amazing stuff, Clinton, man. We'll have to wrap it up here, man. But before we go, there's something we always do, right? So I'll give you some quick fire questions and then you just you don't think about it you just give me your response right all right all right man. all right are you a bmw person or are you a mercedes-benz person oh benz benz iphone or samsung iphone road trip or flying flying please paris or barcelona paris messi or ronaldo Messi. <laughs> Whiskey or Davido? Davido. Ghana Jollof or Nigerian Jollof? Nigerian Jollof. All right, then. On that note, man, Clinton, we got to wrap it up for this day, man. It was really nice. It was a lot of fun talking to you, man. And, you know, thanks for doing all that you do. Thanks for keeping it real. Thanks for keeping it 100. You know, and um, thanks for educating the street, man. You thank you, man. Nice one, bro. Yeah, bless me. Thanks. Here's a word from our sponsors. 
What if I told you there was a way for you to have a 75% win rate on your games and have those games delivered to you every day in your email and in your preferred bookie? BetConverter uses artificial intelligence and machine learning to predict game outcomes. Nothing is sure, but their predictions are right 80% of the time. That's not all. You can also convert bet codes from your favorite tipster to your preferred bookie. Head over to betconverter.com and use the promo code PONTASPODCAST to get a 25% discount on your first sign-up. This is Pontus Podcast.